Kopitiam Conversations. Expresso. <laughs> this is Kopitiam Conversations Expresso, and I'm your host, Winston. Kopitiam Conversations Expresso is an audio-only podcast series from Kopitiam Conversations. This series will feature shorter and more concentrated sound bites so that you're able to listen to shorter, condensed, and more cow-cow inspirational stories featuring our little everyday wins while you're on the go. In September 2021, Malaysians were shocked to read reports on news portals where scammers targeted animal lovers on social media into donating cash to fake animal-related causes. However, there are still Malaysians out there who, out of the sincerity of their own heart and purpose, would still provide shelter and care to stray dogs and cats out there without expecting anything in return. For this episode, I have not one, but two guests, two caregivers to cats who happen to be housemates, both of whom I have had the privilege to know some time back. One is a lawyer by profession, and the other is a designer turned legal club. Forced by circumstances to work from home during the movement control order lockdown, the two of them made the collective decision to adopt stray cats into their home. My guest today is Abigail Lim and Clara Tan. Hi, Abby and Clara. Welcome to Kopitiam Conversations Expresso. Hi, Winston. The both of you are carers and adopters of cats. A lot of cats. Now, <laughs> when did you start taking in cats and caring for them? I mean, did this happen before the pandemic or only after you, the pandemic happened, you saw the urgency that, guys, we're going to do this and all that? Uh, actually, we started uh, taking in the cats during, only during the pandemic. We actually only meant to take in one cat who had been coming to our place for about a week and we had been uh, giving her food. Before we even wanted to take in the cats, we did had a discussion before, uh, even before MCO, mm-hmm. that we would want to actually help uh, the strays around the neighborhood by uh, providing them with food, or if they are injured or need to see the vet, that we would actually be, we would be open and we would try to take them to the vet. So we actually did get like a couple of blankets and put it in the car together mm. with some kibbles, uh, uh, some food, just in case like we need to lure the injured animals into the car to take them to the vet. And then when we reached home, when the cat came to our house, uh, we that's when we also talked about maybe adopting her in. That was in about July, July 2020. Yeah. So then after that, uh, we had uh, she had been coming and going for a while, basically typical stray cat, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. uh, before that, we we felt like oh, you know, she comes, she goes. We didn't really know what to do. Like I never had a cat before, for example, right? right? Uh, and so, but finally, we felt like you know, we just really like this girl. This this she was really fluffy, really cute, very gentle, <laughs> right? and somehow we just fell in love with her. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. right? And you know how it's like you fall in love, <laughs> right? you fall in love. And, Yes, right? So we started planning for her, okay? So like, you know, if and when she comes back, we would actually be uh, prepared for prepared to keep her properly, 
Right. Yeah, because before this, it was more just like she kind of like wanders in. We let her in the door. We've got some food for her. We've got some water for her. But we have no place for her to sleep. No place for her to um, do a business, right? So we realized we weren't actually equipped, you know, uh, right. uh, to take her in at the time. Uh, and then uh, we started getting ready. We we went out. We bought a cage, everything. Okay, bought a litter box or the necessary stuff to start keeping the cat. Then she didn't come back. Instead, that week, uh, it actually started uh, uh, raining. Okay, and then mm-hmm. we heard uh, tiny little meows outside. Actually, right. right? And uh, then one of those days, we went out, and much to our surprise, there were two kittens. Yeah, we were really like, and so we unexpectedly adopted two cats mm-hmm. instead of one, and put them in the cage that was meant for the. Cat that we originally meant to adopt, and then when she came back, we wound up with three cats. Yeah. As of today, how many cats do you have in total? Jeng jeng jeng. Nineteen. Nineteen. Clara just yes. told me eighteen on Sunday, and he got another one somehow magically popped out. Actually, like it was a miscalculation on our part. Your part. My part. Yes. <laughs> My part. Because, if you have a miscalculation, uh, it's too many. That's <laughs> <laughs> too many kids. Yeah, but yeah, nineteen. Wow, that is uh, shocking. <laughs> nineteen of anything is shocking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. We are still shocked. Nineteen yes. pairs of shoes, shocking. Nineteen guitars, shocking. 19 ringgit still shocking <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah so your numbers grew quickly right your numbers grew very quickly okay um are there any criteria for you to determine uh which cats in the street get cared for and of course you know those you reckon are able to fend for themselves We basically have two factors to start off with. Number one, mm-hmm. ownership. Do they belong to someone? Because sometimes you do see cats outside, but they have collars on them, mm-hmm. right? So um, we agreed that uh, we wouldn't take those cats in. Okay. And number two, right? Uh, we decided that uh, we will only take in cats that are willing to be taken in by us, basically, right? right? Um, so the thing is that we are not professionals at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We don't do this as a full time job. We are not running up, you know, and and. You know, obviously, this is not like uh, we're not making money out of this or anything, right? right? Yep. So if a cat runs away, you know, or or wants to fight back or is struggling and doesn't want to come with us, doesn't come easily, we mostly will just will will let them go. Okay. Yeah. So far, the cats that we have, all 19 of them, number one, they either came to us, like literally walked into the front door of our house, into the house. literally walked into the house, right? Or number two, like. From the streets, right? They literally like we we pick them up. They let themselves be carried, put into carriers, brought into the house, put into cages. They were very docile for stray cats, right? Oh, and of course we had like one or two cases. I think we had three cats that were actually uh, uh people either gave them to us or right. asked us uh to to take them in. Like there was one kitten who was very 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 ill at a pet shop that we went to buy supplies from, okay. and uh, the pet shop one of the Employees at the pet shop there asked us, please, please, to take him in because she was afraid he was going to die. He he was very sickly at the time, so we we, we yeah we we took him in. Yeah. What are some of the difficulties you are encountering taking care of so many cats? Well, truthfully, I think um, uh, the the obvious one would the obvious ones are finances and time. Mm-hmm. 
there's no denying that 19 cats definitely takes a toll on your on your budget because quite aside from cat food and litter, which is the obvious ones, right? The thing is that um, one of the main reasons why we started taking them in was because we couldn't bear to see them like they do live a very hard life out on the streets. Right. You see cats, right? After a while, you realize that the cats you see around your neighborhood, right? Whatever you see this year or the next year, right? By the next year, end of next year, in a couple of years, they're gone. A whole new bunch of cats is there. And then in a couple of years, they'll be gone too, you know? Um, and people don't realize that it's because, you know, like cats out on the street, because this is a city especially, right? right? We're not a kampong. And in a city, they, they are, you know... Um, their lifespan is like what? One, two years, one, two years. Many kittens never even make it to adulthood. Mm-hmm. You know, due to uh, sickness, ill health, getting run over by cars, right? They are being forced to live in our world. They are, they are being forced to live in a world, you know, of concrete and cars and trucks, you know, pollution, dirty water, very little, you know, uh, uh, green lands and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. And what we expect them to eat is basically vermin. Okay, rats. Mm. And the thing is that these are not like um, jungle, you know, uh, rats and things where they'll eat fruits and things. These are like city rats where they are literally eating our mm-hmm. trash, our garbage. Our right. And the thing is that, of course, it goes into, you know, the cats as well, right? So, I mean, eating stuff like that, how long do you think, you know, they, they hunt cockroaches, they eat rats, right? How What what do you think their, their overall immune system and health looks right. like, right? Mm. So, even if they don't die of, you know, uh, being abused, you know, like, you know, being run over by trucks, you know, uh, by road traffic. Okay, right. um, they'll just die of sickness. We we take them to vets, and vet bills are of course expensive, especially spaying, neutering, which is one of the most essential. Uh, basically, one of the the most essential things you can do for your cat's health is to uh, castrate slash um, spay them, mm-hmm. right? Um, which basically, first off, ensures that they don't get they're they're not affected by heat slash ruts. Okay, which um, greatly stress the cat out when they don't have ways to express it, right? Um, and so these things cost money. I think it's about 180 for females and about 150 for males, mm-hmm. uh, depending on where you go, right, uh, as well. But it's definitely, on average, about about above 100 per animal, right? Uh, and then, of course, uh, that's not counting the fact that uh, one of the big reasons we took them in was because, but when we took them in, okay, without fail, every single one of them came to us sick. They either had fungus, ringworm, parasites in their ears. We have two cats with feline leukemia, which is permanent, incurable and contagious, and another one with FIB, uh, which is basically the cat's version of HIV. Right. Uh, so, these, these things definitely, the vet's treatments, medical treatments all cost money. And of course, there's the common flu, <laughs> right. you know, which uh, at least half of our cats came down with at one point or another. Mm-hmm. Some had to go for like three or even four rounds of antibiotics before they actually started getting better, you know. Right. So uh, so that's finances. Then, of course, uh, uh, the impact um, on our overall household uh, cleanliness and hygiene so trying to basically pick up after 19 cats I mean anyone who has kids right trying to pick up your kids I mean you don't even have 19 kids and most people right. will complain <laughs> that it's a full time job yep. right mm. uh, well we have 19 two year olds <laughs> right. equivalent of yep. <laughs> right right so yeah and so it does take a toll I recently developed a tendonitis in my right wrist uh, we also suspect that part of it was because of the amount of 
poop scooping that we had to do. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, very real impact on our health and uh, energy as well, mm. right? So um, we are tired almost every day, right? right. Definitely. Um, so yeah, and and time of course, right? We have to balance uh, time for our work, time for caring for the cats, and of course, you know, we try to make a little bit of personal time for ourselves as well. Right. You know, to recharge. Yeah, to recharge and stuff. So it's mainly finances, and finances, time, and energy you know i guess time and energy is probably connected because if you're not getting enough time to rest then it takes a toll on, on your you know general well-being as well then your health is affected and all yeah yeah yeah, yeah actually yeah that's right mm. we, we have a policy of uh, keeping the cats fully indoors to prevent mm. them from going out and getting you know or sick getting sick again basically mm. right so uh, usually it's the initial cost Right, except right. that there were times when some, like when one of them came in like with a, 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 a very prolonged flu, and we right. thought he was better. We put him in with the rest, and he kind of spread that flu to a Ooh. couple of other cats. Yeah, right. all right. But aside from those, right, the initial costs usually are what's the highest. It hits us the hardest, right? So mm-hmm. per cat, we may spend like you know up upwards of a. Uh, Easily between a uh, minimum about 180 up to about 400 per cat, depending right. on what medication they need, how often they need it, right? Uh, and of course, we have the 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 usual monthly cost. I would say our monthly cost for litter plus food is about let's. So I would say on average, we let's say for food and litter, that's another on average we spend about 300 to 350 a month. Wow, that actually punches a hole in your savings. Yeah. yeah. But why do you take on, you know, more cats, you know, knowing that, you know, it's going to be, you know, this costly? I, I mean, there must ah. be a certain limit to how much you can take in, right? I mean, <laughs> you guys are not doing this professionally, so there must be a limit on how much you can take in. The golden question, why do we do it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so this is where... Uh, both of us are Christians, right? And uh, we very much, uh, like for us in particular, uh, we just felt very strongly about this cause in particular, mm. right? But the thing is, at the same time, we, you know, like we didn't feel, you know, the, that we needed to go out cat hunting, okay? We are not going out stray hunting. Mm. But we didn't, we never purposely went out looking for these cats. But mm. somehow, okay, like, 19 cats have come to us we have had cats literally she went out to throw rubbish left the front door open cat a cat literally walked into the house we have gone out i opened my car door heard a little meow found a cat lying beside a flower pot next to the car you know just sunning herself in the sun right so so uh i mean when you look at it and it's like the they literally come to our doorstep Right. right and mm. our belief is that look a greater power sends them whatever greater power you believe in you know mm. now that they are here mm. right uh, we noticed also another pattern which is that most of the time like cats have actually come to us at times when we actually had the capacity for them yeah. right. like we went out and bought a cage you know we went out and bought a cage for one cat and two cats got sent to us, you know, mm-hmm. two kittens got sent to us, you know, yeah. we went out and bought a cage for an adult cat, okay, and then two, another two cats came to us, right. right, I'm, somehow cats would always come in between that downtime when we had a little bit of extra time or energy right. or whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, so um, I we don't really believe that these are coincidences, right, right? so um, 
And so we just felt that it's, we've always both felt very strongly about like um, caring for the world generally. Okay, yep. like um, caring for, you know, like the needy, you know, um, donating, making donations, recycling your rubbish, you know, whatever you can, right. you know, uh, however you can, right? Taking care of the world in your own little ways, right? Mm-hmm. And we, after, you know, we had a discussion about strays in Malaysia and things like that, and we made right. that conscious decision. It, it, the funny thing is that these cats actually started coming after we had this talk with each other where we had this, we made this kind of conscious decision and commitment to try to care, okay, for um, animals that needed this care, okay, right. whenever we encountered them, you know, conscious decisions like preparing towels and blankets in the car, conscious decisions like keeping, you know, little packets of cat food in the car, mm-hmm. you know, uh, extending to preparing cages in the house, you know, uh, making the house a cat-friendly place, right. for example, mm-hmm. right? And um, conscious decisions, you know, after we made these conscious decisions, you know, well, it happened to be cats for us. <laughs> you know, it might be dogs for someone else. But yep. yeah, you know, um, they just started coming. Can you believe? I I have lived in this neighborhood. Okay, I have lived in this neighborhood for at least seven years. Right. In seven years, okay, I never ever had a cat come close enough. Okay, uh, even come uh, to the, the the gates, let alone my doorstep. Mm-hmm. And yet, in this past one year and a half, they have been literally in our garden, in our door, or at our doorstep, and in our house. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. we, we yeah, no coincidences. We feel yeah. Right. Wow. So yeah. Divine so we just found this rest- for the cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when we started taking them in, we just felt like you know, look, if you want to care for something, right, mm-hmm. you take on that responsibility and you do it, you know, to the best of your ability. Don't yeah. do it, you know, half-heartedly. Yeah. Yep. Then, so, as well, don't start. Yeah, then just don't start. Yeah, if, yep. if that's the case. Excellent stuff. Wow. Clara, maybe I'll direct this question to you, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. You know, even for cats, I remember you mentioned previously, you know, some are more ready for adoption. Well, of course, some others need more further care and attention, right? Mm-hmm. How do you identify and differentiate those that are ready to be? Okay, they are ready to be adopted. If anybody wants to adopt, yeah, they are ready. And of course, uh, how do you separate those from those that you feel that probably need more TLC, need more tender loving care, need more time, all right? It comes down to a few factors. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, uh, if they have contagious diseases, like the two cats that we have, uh, that, that one has FIV and the other has uh, feline, feline leukemia. Mm-hmm. So those two... Mm, they the, the disease spreads through uh, contact. Mm-hmm. So if if they do play a little bit rougher with the other cats, the other cats may actually uh, get infected as well. Mm-hmm. So we we have no choice uh, but to to put them up for adoption. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also we also see their temperament, their personalities, mm-hmm. and. Out of the 19 cats that we have, all of them have different personalities. They they are so different. And it's it's actually quite easy to identify whether they are cat social, human sociable, and things like that. Mm. Um, for example, we have one cat that is very cat sociable, mm-hmm. but not so human sociable uh, 
he gets very scared of strangers whenever they come. He right. will just run and then just hide in one corner and he won't even come out. Mm-hmm. But he is perfectly fine with new cats that we introduce into the household. He right. will sniff them, he'll play with them. So those cats do uh, those that are afraid of humans are the ones where we will um, slowly introduce and those are the ones that need more time before they are actually ready for adoption. So when we have friends over, uh, maybe a few times, two to three times, then he will slowly come forward and maybe smell them or stare stare at them from afar. Mm. Uh, and yeah, just just getting him used to to hum, uh, to human presence in, in that sense. When we well, our criteria for adoption is that if people are able to to provide the same quality of life that they have right now, mm-hmm. which is uh, spaces to jump up and down, run around, uh, as well as maybe a friend or two or another cat or two, mm-hmm. uh, either the same standard or if they can if they can provide better quality of life for the cats, then yeah, by all means, because these are the cats which they when they came to us, a lot of them are quite afraid of. Strangers, uh, they they come to us. They are uh, people, but they come to us. But they uh, they are fine with us. So Queenie, she the she was the first one that we actually wanted to take in. Mm-hmm. Uh, very very friendly, uh, very loving, but she has uh, a little bit of issues with other cats. In her personal space, so she she really goes around the house uh, with like this uh, bubble around her bubble of personal space. <laughs> <laughs> there's, if there's another cat who steps into that personal space, mm-hmm. she will get <laughs> very offended. She get very offended, and then she will give like the kind of little growl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she won't smack yep. or or fight. She would just give this little offended hop and just walk away. Well, Queenie so, for a reason, huh? <laughs> Yes, very much so. <laughs> for her kids, she's also very much afraid of uh, new people. Mm. She'll run away, she'll stare at you from afar as well. Um, but if there is someone who is able to give her the attention, uh, for example, mm-hmm. uh, we we may consider uh, giving her up for adoption as well. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, uh, we do want to provide the cats uh, with the best life possible, and rather mm. than just like you know, hi bye, walking around, and that's that's really basically we don't want people dull. to treat their pets like soft toys. They're mm-hmm. when I want yep. you, right. okay, uh, and uh, not when I don't want you, right? Uh, they are living so. beings, right? And basically, what it comes down to is like, for example, we. Like Queenie, the, you know, like we choose. Clara was just talking about Queenie, right? So we'll build on that. So, like, she's very human social, mm-hmm. not cat social, right? So, you know, she would do very well with maybe like people who, you know, like like uh, adults. Maybe not so much children, mm-hmm. okay? You know, right. like with, uh, you know, like maybe people who, you know, uh, have the time. Have, you know, not even that much. They, she doesn't even need that much time, but rather like if she would be very happy being adopted as an only cat, for example, mm-hmm. you know. So someone with a small home, and she's not very active, right? She's right. lazy, again, queen, okay, mm-hmm. the ro- her royal highness, okay. <laughs> okay. So, you know, for example, you know, like she could 
deal very well probably with someone you know people with a small home maybe a condo mm-hmm. okay uh, and uh, you know like uh, who are willing to pay attention to her you know like just give her you know like like uh, scratches you know scratches and cuddles you know and stuff right, right? and her uh, own space yeah and her own <laughs> space and then we have other cats right who are, are very sociable with other cats for example the cat she was talking about his name is Fluffy actually where he doesn't <laughs> like uh you know where he's very afraid of humans but he's very cat social yeah. he would mm. be lonely if he didn't have friends to play with you know what i mean right right, right? Mm. so you would probably want to adopt him as a pair with another cat or if you or if someone already had other cats at home we would see if he could get along with those cats yeah, right. you know right then uh yeah you know and yeah another cat for example is very high energy level so he can't be left alone at home all day so if someone is going to adopt him you know and then everybody goes out of the house to work or to school and then only comes back at night the poor boy would just be like out of his mind you know so he right. needs people who are you know actively playing with him you know engaging him in activities right so if not they may actually lash out because of pent up energy right and mm. they they are some who don't understand uh, and mm. think that hey, this cat is is just very destructive, for example. Right. And yeah. they may end up like uh, scolding and punishing, like punishing or throwing out the cat or abandoning it. Right. It's like basically people just not wanting to take the like people wanting to adopt a soft toy rather than an actual living mm-hmm. thing, yep. right? And not taking the time to get to know its personality, yep. its traits, yep. and whether or not the personality of this cat is going to fit into the dynamics of your existing home slash household. Yeah. Right. So, do you have any screening process for uh, the person lah? Okay, who's going to be adopting the cats? Is there any like do you do an interview or a background? Check or discuss with them their their family settings or their household and all that first before, um, okay, um, before you actually okay, this is now yours for adoption. So is there any uh, kind of uh, measures in place for that? At the moment, we have uh, we did discuss this, and we would like to have uh, whoever's interested to come and visit the cats first mm-hmm. and to see whether uh, they get along well yeah. date the cat <laughs> basically date yeah, the cat it's gonna be date. tinder for cats and <laughs> right okay we'll arrange a little date for you we'll give you a little room the two of you can get together and have a little together yeah okay and get to meow each other okay get to meow each other right Right. okay and uh, you know because the thing is this we also see it as like if you're not willing to kind of put in that time to Mm -hmm. visit your future potential cat okay like a few times you know spend like maybe you know like three four visits the thing is that this cat Cats can live very long lives. Okay, yep. this mm. is an investment. Okay, like uh, you know, like an investment. Like a cat can live like five, ten years, twenty years is one of the, you know, was uh is the longest recorded cat life. Right. Okay, so the thing is that if it's not gonna work out, let's break up early. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and who knows? The thing is that you may come for you know uh one cat. All right, right, but click with another cat. You know, it's true, like true. going out mm. with you know, you uh, you know, double dating. You know, like try and go out on a blind double date, and you know, your best friend and you wind up going out with each other. You know, that sounds you wrong, know. but <laughs> <laughs> the other, <laughs> I know that sounds wrong. But yeah, sorry, bad analogy. 
but yeah, basically the thing is that the most important thing is that you know it's like um, we just want to make sure that a cat we don't we are not a shelter. Right, we are mm. not desperately trying to adopt out cats, and we do have that space where we can afford to let uh, a, a cat and a uh, potential owner get to try try to get to know each other a little bit more and see if the cat actually can, you know, at least bond to a certain extent. Uh, not even bond, but even just get along, mm. right? Like a uh, click with that person, basically, what it comes down right. to, okay. you know, before getting. And also, the thing is that you don't. I mean. Look, who likes being dropped into a place full of strangers, right? right so that's right. another thing as well. Our priority is the cat's comfort, not the human's comfort, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yep. to you, it's a new pet. To them, it's their whole lives. Their whole world is changing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, being uprooted again. Mm-hmm. So the thing is that, you know, um, you come, all right? And when you come a few times, at least the cat gets to know you, your smell, right? And when you actually bring the cat home, they have at least one familiar Right. presence mm-hmm. you know that they can rely on and if people aren't willing to put in that commitment to at least kind of um, come and spend time with the cat of their choice before mm-hmm. taking them home we are not so sure that no, we would, yeah, we're, we're not really pre- we're, we're not really that keen to uh, adopt them out right. yeah so yeah Unless, of course, you know, uh, the person comes with like, uh, like, like, is a friend of a friend or a family friend or mm. something, and like yep. comes with referrals or whatever. <laughs> Nepotism. <Wow, so> <laughs> <laughs> <But, yeah. laughs> okay. Now, barring all that, okay, taking all that into consideration, if any of our listeners here today are interested in adopting one or two or more of the cats okay how are they able to get in touch with you how are they able to reach you right now our contact details can be found on instagram uh, our handle is floofs at home f-l-o-o-f-s dot a-t dot h-o-m-e floofs at home floofs at home yeah those of you who are interested you can get in touch with Abby and Clara at f-l-o-o-f-s dot at at.home H-O-M-E I got one more question This is a trivia question So all right. name, name all 19 cats <laughs> <laughs> It's 19 oh, Come on Okay so I will start uh, We have Lottie Spitz Queenie uh, Yulia PG Jackie Tilda Sunny, Fluffy, Freddy, Julius, Seth, Woodstock, Charlie Brown, Snoopy, Sleepy, Dozy, Noisy, Grumpy. There okay. we go, 19. So you got your Snoopy, you got your <laughs> part of your Seven Dwarf, and a few random yes. ones thrown in. <laughs> yes. I don't. I can't even call nineteen of my friends. Uh, you know, correctly sometimes. I, I, I sometimes call them wrong names <laughs> and all that. <laughs> to be dead honest, we do get them confused sometimes, especially the ones with similar coloring. Uh, Look, there's a black cat and there's another black cat. Which one is which? <laughs> look at your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only when we look at the face. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you very much for your time, Abby and Clara. Thank you so much for uh, educating me and of course our audience on you know uh, ad- cat adoption and i think you know this is definitely an eye-opener for those of us 
who are not cat owners or, or cat adopters. And thank you very much for spending your time talking about all 19 uh, cats with us today. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Gopitiam Conversations.